Hello, welcome back to Live Reality Games Podcast. My name is Steven and I'm back with more Surviving Bloomington content. We're here today to talk about Episode 7, The Merge, and also the Redemption episode. And here with me today, I have Keenan. Keenan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty excellent today, Steven. Uh, how are you doing today? It's been a good day, but you know, I'm thrilled to be talking with you. You know, we've talked about Survivor BC, we've talked Surviving Real Foot, heck, we've even talked about the CBS Survivor, and so I'm excited to hear your take on Surviving Bloomington. Well, I'm really excited to give my take too. Um, I had never heard of Survivor Bloomington once until actually last summer when I met KC for the first time. As many people may know, KC was on my original tribe and my uh, first swap tribe in Surviving Real Foot Season 10, where we had the game at a bit of a rivalry. I had not known that KC's, uh, KC's olive branch was actually an olive branch. I mistook it completely, and we were adversarial for the remainder of my time there. But thankfully, once the game ended, you were able to talk things out and figure out what was actually going on, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, and, you know, we chitter-chatter back and forth all, all the time, all the time. He is a fantastic guy. We've got way more in common than we even wanted to talk with each other in the game. That's always a dangerous thing, right? You find a person like, my gosh, this, 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 I want to be best friends with this person. You're like, if everyone sees me want to be best friends with the person, what, I have to hide it, right? Because that's just, that's too much. Indeed, it, it, do, it does. That, that, there are dangers to having a social game in this case. But in this episode, there are major pluses. So I have to think, I have to ask, what are your thoughts on the season so far? We're, we're, we've now kind of wrapped up the pre-merge. The merge is about to begin. Tell me what you think. The season so far, um, you could tell you could tell why these people are here for All Stars, whether they've played Bloomington or not. Two have not played Bloomington. The rest, uh, or maybe maybe it's three, but the yeah. rest. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, one was uh, almost PCT. I think I can't remember which one, but they. Um, but no, you can tell exactly why they are back here. Like you see people enter with broad targets and neon paint painted right on their back, yet somehow, <laughs> some way, just with the skin on their teeth, make it past. Not even the skin on their teeth. Like they, like they're just so visible that they make it. And you so can tell why. You can tell why. Have you had a, a favorite player or favorite players? Favorite player. Also, um, we have a sh- we have a shout out from Surviving Bloomington themselves. What up? Always good to hear from uh, the host himself. Uh, but favorite players it was a little bit of a bit of a race. Uh, I, I'm getting good thoughts about Dallas. Mm-hmm. He seems to always have the head on his shoulders. Like they, like, as we saw a few episodes prior, Ron practically bullcrapped him. He's safe, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he saw right through it. He knew he knew that it was all all a trick, and he had him beat to the punch. <laughs> like he discussed with every other person who was not not one of the Braun four. There were there were four. If I'm correct, there were four Brawns, right? Yeah, four Brawns in red, mm-hmm. and he um he talked with the non Brawns and uh, and did something. I would have I would have preferred to aim a aim a target at uh, a bigger fret. Maybe somebody who already won, but <laughs> but you know what? Things happen for a reason, and uh, we do. And I do think maybe Redemption Island was was a thought factor in this. So another so player that I'm getting pretty fascinated about. Uh, this person has actually had a discussion about me on a live stream before. This is the very first time I actually saw this person before I saw a live game. Miss Hannah, she. I believe I had a discussion with you, Kirk, and Dustin on mm-hmm. the very first Live Reality Games BC podcast. Mm-hmm. It was it was right in the smack middle of the pre-merge, discussing everybody who was uh, who was left in the game, and uh, you know, um, and um, I could actually um, I could see her uh, becoming a really strong force in the merge. She had a vote at her first three tribal councils and escaped every single one of them. But uh, she, but this is that it's surprising me because she's never played Bloomington before. She's never had a chance to interact with these people before. Mm-hmm. 
in an all-star season when the pe- these people have played a common game, you even see it on the real CBS Survivor, they've had at least a chance to maybe even pre-game a bit and have that connection. Mm-hmm. She's had none of that. And look where she's at. So I have to ask you, um, let's say you're playing this season, there's all or some returning players. Let's say there is a former winner in the cast, maybe call them Tyler, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts about playing with former winners? Are you looking to take them out early? Are you looking to use them as a shield? What, what's your philosophy? I see both philosophies, but if they're on my tribe, shield. If they're not on my tribe, take them out. <laughs> Something I desperately tried to do, but we all we all know we all know the story there. We don't need a rehash. <laughs> but that being said, it was a relief. Mm-hmm. relief the season after mine that pre-made connections meant sfa uh, so do you think we have two returning winners in the merge for starting blooms and we have boogie and we have adam do you think they have a, good, a shot that win the gets the end um at at this point they seem to have uh they seem to have toned down their radar that no one even wants to wants to get them out Mm-hmm. Um, Adam hasn't even had votes yet, but mm-hmm. his um, but I think come uh, come the individual phase, if either of them start dominating some challenges mm-hmm. or at least coming close to first place, the radar is going right up. Is there a player in this cast you kind of look and say, like I feel like I play most like them, or I wish I played played more like them? Is there anyone that who does that for you? Um. Honestly, I could just respect Adam's, Adam's gameplay. Mm-hmm. He knows how to just put his heart into the game, yet he also knows when to just when it when to tone it down and when to just put it right up. You know, he keeps keeps it down for the talks uh, before tribal council and for strategy. Mm-hmm. Puts it right up in the challenges. Yeah. You've never played a season that actually has a redemption component to it. If you did, do you think that would affect how you target people and vote people out pre-merge or you just roll with it as normal and just deal with the consequences of whoever comes back. Honestly, I would just, uh, I would just, I would just feel out the consequences. They were out, they were out for a reason, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if they do come back and come back to bite me in the ass, you better believe that I'm buttering them. <laughs> I'm buttering them as best as I can. Um, so this episode kicks off with we get to see a little follow-up from the blue tribe the blue tribe at last tribal council voted out two players back to back um and we get to see some snippets of conversation where we have boogie explaining to Devonte why Devonte was out of the loop Devonte did not vote for Alyssa; he voted for mia and so De- and boogie was describing like why it had to happen the way it did and we get to hear Mia and uh, Hannah talk, and Mia's telling Hannah how much she trusts her and like how she has kind of battled with Boogie. Looking at this four, this group of four, do you think this four will go far? Um, they seem to be just a tad bit fractured after the uh, mm-hmm. after their previous travel. Red doesn't seem that much less fractured, but uh, mm-hmm. I see. I see Devonte pulling off some uh, some tricks to just integrate himself. I think this is, you know, actually I forgot to mention when you asked me about players, Devonte. Like I have never seen a gallo sentence. Like he's in line. He's almost ready to be hung. I've never seen a gallo sentence be that dodged before. Not even on CBS Survivor. I've never seen a certain a certain elimination be avoided like that. Ever. Again, shout out to the shot in the dark and the reworking for making that happen because that was a beautiful moment. Yes, but I mean that just that just shows how well of a social player Devonte is. Now, KC. Oh, mm-hmm. So when we get to the merge, right, and people are like Devonte, how are you still here? And then this is ah, well, I had a tribal council pass that had been given to me by a player from Redemption, which is I think a fine lie, except. People at Redemption watched the Tribal Council. Notably, we saw Griffin going like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And those two players are back in the game that know he played the shots in the dark. Uh, what are your thoughts on that lie from Devante about lying about using the shots in the dark and claiming he had a Tribal Council pass instead? Well, if Devante's story proves to be stronger than the actual truth that uh, Griffin and Stacy will provide later, 
then mm-hmm. maybe maybe Devontae could just slip himself in there. He might be he might be onto something because in these games it's so hard to tell who is telling the truth or not. Like mm-hmm. you can mistake the truth for a lie very easily because depending on the skill of the person who's lying and depending on the perception of the person, mm-hmm. they the perception will be read. And if there's already been some wrongdoings from the person telling you the truth already, you're still very much less likely to believe the truth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think, um, I think since no one else on Devontae's original, like maybe not original, but Swap Tribe outed him right then and there, or at least mm-hmm. we didn't see it, they might be a little bit more united uh, than, uh, than Red. I'm assuming that's a lie you can only tell with everyone's on board. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. If everyone else is on board with that, then power to so, it. And they might be able to just settle their fractures when it comes to Final Four. So, Casey comes to this merge tribe, right? We have six red 2.0, four blue 2.0, and says, hey, two people are coming back in the game. One's through Redemption Challenge, classic. The other's going to be through a vote. Y'all are going to be voting someone back in the game. And if you were playing, if you were, let's say, swap yourself in for one of the players in either, the, in either tribe, who would you want back in the game? Who would you want to vote back in the game, mind you? Um, who would I, want, would I want to vote back? Yeah. That's, that is really good. I would want to... Uh, I would want to vote back someone who... Uh, I would actually want to vote uh, Meredith back in the game because she knew she was on the outs with Braun. Mm-hmm. She was giving some inkling about that, how she knew, knew she was on, on the outs, and the bron- bronze even knew about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been a good way for maybe the brain and beauty to actually mm-hmm. reel her in, work together. Because mm-hmm. as we saw in uh, my Real Foot season, mm-hmm. uh, when Casey was left right on the outs of that vote, mm-hmm. he flipped at the first ca- first chance he got at the swap. Mm-hmm. It was game over. I wonder if David from from the original Braun tribe could have been good for that too, because he was completely blindsided by his tribe. But he and Mia both were. Yeah, well, that might, that also might have been a good option. But Meredith was also like heavily convinced she was in the uh, in that in that kind of core group. Mm-hmm. Then being proven, she's not. So if you're but, let's say let's say you're Adam, you're, let's say you're the lines of Adam, Rosie, Megan. And um, is it just those three now? Uh, there's, I think yeah, there's I think it's, let's, let's say Adam, Adam, Megan, Rosie. Who do, who would you want to bring back? Are you also looking to bring back Meredith because she was idled out and could, is still working with you? Or are you looking to bring someone else back? Well, if you could hide, if you could hide your lies that Meredith was on the on the outs, mm-hmm. then I, I I I think that could be done. Meredith, Meredith is a little skeptical, though. So mm-hmm. any kind of information passed down at Redemption Island could could affect things. Mm-hmm. But Meredith also was not on. She might be a little less likely to flip because she was not on uh, any of the other people's tribes, mm-hmm. except for um, was it David? Was it David? Yeah, the, yeah, the first uh, first boot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that was. Um, I think that could be the. Uh, Nail in the coffin. But if Mia was also left out on the boat, and she's now on now with the beauties, mm-hmm. I think she might uh, she might be working with them. It could be a beauties game to win. Uh, I finished have asked you the start. Do you see yourself as a brain brawn or beauty? If oh, uh, which other three tribes would you like to be on, if you could choose? <sighs> That's choosing each one of them is blowing my own trumpet. So this is so hard to not be <laughs> an asshole pretty much mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Yeah. I have to choose one. I'd say, uh, beauty. Interesting. I think, uh, I think the long, I think the long hair could, uh, the long hair kind of does it. <laughs> You're gonna do your like, best uh, Aussie impression, maybe with your hair. Well, well, yes, I, I do model kind of. Actually, believe it or not, I first had long hair when I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. and my mindset was uh, that I wanted it like Aussies. Believe it <laughs> or not, my mindset was I wanted it long like Aussie. 
Now, one of the other wrinkles with this whole redemption vote is that uh, Valencia Burns, she's, she's saying that she can definitely see the Aussie comparison. So you, you, you have someone who agrees with you. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to practice my, uh, my, uh, my spearfishing then. <laughs> I've never, so I've the... never w- once used a Hawaiian sling. Never once. But never say never. It can still happen. Mm-hmm. So one other aspect of this redemption vote is that idols and advantages are still in play. You can still idle out to make sure someone doesn't get back in the game. You can play extra votes to try to bring some back in the game. Would you be willing to use an advantage in a vote like this? Like in a vote to bring someone back in the game? Yeah. Well, these advantages would actually be used to prevent someone from coming back. Well, yeah, extra vote. Like you can extra vote someone who you want to come back or like... Let's say you can block someone else's vote or steal a vote. Let's say you have access, you have one of those. Would you want to use it in a vote like this? Um, it would depend on how really desperate you were. I would only use it if desperate. Because honestly, there's no circumstance that I'd want to risk so much life in the game. Mm-hmm. Like knowing how my risks have done me in so much in my games, this... It, this wouldn't be worth it for the long term because you mm-hmm. might need you might need some extra bullets mm-hmm. when you're in the most vulnerable position, say at final six, or it just can't get the necklace on you. You really you really want some more shots in the dark. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Let's say imagine there was a five five split and there's a revote and it's still a five five split. Do the remaining like players on in, in Redemption draw rocks so he comes back in the game? There's so many questions about the, the mechanics of this and what would have happened. But maybe if there is a 5-5 split and you're like, we need the numbers because these these alliances are set and aren't budging, you maybe play an idol to get that sixth player, reel them in, find the top six baby together. I don't know. Okay, well, maybe in this case, I could actually see an extra vote being put on a player as a beneficial thing because... Then you could say, you could whisper to that player, add an extra vote, and then they're a little bit more receptive to you. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they know what you've done to, to help them, mm-hmm. that's what builds the social game. It's why mm-hmm. I said a, that social game here is more of a, more of a help than a hindrance in this, in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and truth be told, the person who comes back is Stacy. <laughs> and, is... and we'll talk a lot about that. Okay. Um, so let's, let's talk through these, these challenges, right? So the traditional redemption is, and this is, it's kind of a, you first secretly choose whether you want to do a balance challenge, do the balance water bottle on top of a, a, like a wooden square above your head or a memory challenge. You have to repeat back patterns. Um, which would you have chosen? Memory. Really? Why? Um, I think, um, I've always been decent with imagery. I've always kind of may given myself kind of like a little a little method to at least remember s- certain symbols mm-hmm. like may, like the one in bc where it was like memorizing religious symbols to connect to a letter i couldn't do that but if it's like a palm tree a skull mm-hmm. you know i could just hum in my head okay like count mm-hmm. on my fingers like s for skull t for tree mm-hmm. or since a few other items begin with t like mm-hmm. i'd say p for palm tree mm-hmm and just kind of count on my fingers like that, or same way, like you know how you have those containers with uh, with with pills for, th- mm-hmm. for throughout the week. How it's like labeled M T W T F S S. Yeah, like like the first days of the week, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I like the idea of like kind of having something physical with your hand to kind of give yourself some, something else to help memorize a pattern. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean. And um, also, um, like a good way, like I always try to remember remember people's birthdays as best as mm-hmm. I can throughout these games. Casey himself will tell you, and you know, because it's all it's all numbers to me. It's all numbers to me, and numbers are actually quite an easy, uh, decently easy subject for me. And uh, like literally, my my dad growing up would just give me a times table out of the blue, when not even focusing on anything math related. And I, he would just expect me to answer. Like, he practiced, practice, 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 practice with me. Are you sure you don't want to be an accountant? 
You you make a great accountant. <laughs> too much pre- honestly, too much too much pressure. You don't just have to have work done right. You have to have it done fast. <laughs> yeah, that that, that, not, is the, that is the problem. Public accounting. I would be very 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 bored doing accounting. A few <laughs> of my comrades from uh, from BC have done that, and uh, they're decently good at it. They're cut for it. I respect it. I myself, uh, nah. I like working with my hands a little better. That's fair. So if you had chosen the memory challenge, you would have been up against four of the five other people, right? Because we end up having James, Griffin, David, Stacy, and Meredith. Five of the eight players all choose to go compete in memory, uh, which is interesting. So you have a kind of a little of a lopsided balance there. And one thing that I thought was cool is that players, because they're raising money for a local charity in Bloomington, if they reach certain fundraising thresholds, they receive advantages in the game. The advantages can manifest as basically extra lives in these redemption challenges. So even if they mess up, they can still keep going with redemption. I thought that was really cool. Yes, I I think it's very fascinating as well. Uh, Casey made it very, uh, very clear when he first told me about the project that he hosted that was that it was to raise money towards homelessness. Mm -hmm. And um, actually living living in Vancouver, um, there is a very, very rough, rough, rough part of downtown, downtown Vancouver. Even though we don't really get a hell of a lot of snow here, mm-hmm. the winters are just a, they're, they yeah. are a bitch to handle. And they're very, very, very wet. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, there's, uh, there are places for shelter, but they're just knowing a lot of the, a lot of the mindsets down there. There's a lot of addiction issues. Mm-hmm. It just, it becomes super, super unsafe to even touch that area. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that uh, money could be raised for this, for this cause in the Midwest, at least, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a start to uh, making things a lot better and maybe sp- spreading, spreading its course around North America and homelessness. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so that, so, so Casey's project definitely is a really, it's a really good one to look into, you know, seeing how, much of a crisis it is here in Vancouver, um, and it's it, it could be even worse in the mid in the Midwest because the winters people could actually freeze to death. Mm-hmm. So, so I think I I like that Casey's super charitable that way. So in this first challenge, the memory challenge, we end up seeing Griffin beating out James at the end. And did you would you think do you think you could beat Griffin because in that challenge? He well, he did get it. I don't think he got a single one wrong. And I mean, yeah, like normally when both people get it wrong, you kind of redo. But he didn't. He didn't get one wrong. I think he had mentally. He was just a lot more, a lot more tough. I think it may have gone a few rounds longer. But if I was there, but um, I gotta hand the credit to him. He did what uh, no one else could do. Yeah, because no, James had a second try, Stacy had a second try, and, and it, there was a close call for Griffin, but he was able to get to the end. And I thought it was fascinating with hearing that Griffin and later Alyssa are both the redemption winners of their respective seasons. And so it's just like, you really have to admire people who can really show up and like compete and perform in these high-pressure challenge situations. I mean, you lose individual immunity, it's like, oh, well, I'll pro- I, can get, I can get by, but like these do-or-die moments re- with redemption, it's, it's impressive. Yes, it's it's very impressive. What's even crazier is that it's actually two brains mm-hmm. entering back the game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's, it's and it'll even out the playing field. It's gonna we'll we'll talk about that a lot more soon. Don't worry. Um, right. We we have that second challenge, the balance challenge. Uh, this is only Brianna, Connor, and Alyssa. Um, Alyssa ends up winning this challenge. But my favorite moment is Connor just kind of meanders around the field and just like squares up. So he's staring at in the aisle. It's like, what's going on as Connor keeps changing things up on her with what he's doing. That was pretty amusing. It's amusing, but not a move I would do. You want to be a statue. Well, and that pays like, off. It looked like it was like, cause he was moving his hand kind of like this to this up and back. And it was when it was kind of behind his head and he couldn't focus on the water bottle. That is when it just, the tilt happened. It fell off. It felt bad. Yeah. But uh, like I said, that's why you want to be a statue. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to move. Like you want to taunt, but it, in the end, I do think it just did. It, it bit him in the ass a bit. Yeah. And I think 
Casey talks with us in the episode, but Connor and Alyssa, they apparently have a big rivalry from uh, Survivor PCT. And so I think, gosh, didn't they say like they were allies until Alyssa backstabbed Connor at the final six or something like that? So it would have been very interesting had like they stayed in the game and been able to go up against each other and see what that was like. Well, history is repeated. She remains the victor. (laughs) Yes, I mean, but yeah, she wins that challenge on him. Um, And then we have an intermission. Um, I think, and Casey can correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was this intermission because Casey was airing it live, uh, um, I think somewhere locally for people to come watch, which is pretty cool, which is maybe why there's an intermission. I did appreciate it was kind of a great way to plug future seasons surviving Bloomington, which applications are out and you can apply for right now. Yes, indeed. But uh, I was invited to the uh, to watch the event in uh, Bloomington, but uh, I can't exactly be uh, can't exactly be spending a lot of expenses on flights right now. <laughs> as much as I would absolutely love to, I've never even been to the state of Indiana. So. Isn't that just right in the backyard of Vancouver? I don't understand. Really? No, yeah. no, Indiana. <laughs> it's on the other side of the of the continent. <laughs> no, it's uh. No, I would have to uh, go to. I'd have to go to Ontario and drive down there. It, it, would, it would have been tough. It'd been it'd been amazing if you could make it, but that would have been that would have been that would have been a trip to get there. Well, I mean, I would have I would have enjoyed driving down there, like have it kind of be like a dumb and dumber road trip. But uh, <laughs> you know, maybe even uh, pitch a bit, pick up a hitchhiker and show him the most annoying sound in the world. Casey admits you aren't missing much in Indiana. Canada's way cooler. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, at least uh, hey, you, I might run into the tie-dye pirate in Indiana. <laughs> For a while, he was the sole representative of Survivor CBS play to play in, in like to be from Indiana. Who else? Who else is? Who else is from Indiana that's played in CBS Survivor? Rupert Bonham. I mean, but uh, who else besides oh, him? Um, S- Scott from uh from the second Brains versus Bronze versus oh, Beauty. Gotcha. I believe uh. Lindsay from the first brains versus brawn versus beauty uh, mm-hmm. a few a few others but they're not exactly uh they're not that well known so i mean <laughs> n- none of them none of them are as colorful so they'll they'll literally just fly over over your heads but uh so the secret to being well known is be from indiana wear tie-dye and steal everyone's stuff yes there was my stealing i stole for the drake but uh, no, I mean it would be so cool if he actually watched uh, watched uh, Survivor Bloomington because I know he has um, he has his own little project to help the troubled uh, troubled youth and everything. A lot of those people wind up experiencing homelessness as well, so it would just be kind of cool how it just kind of collides. Like, all right, Casey, Keenan's issuing a challenge. We need you to get Rufford or some Indiana alumna. A survivor alum to 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 come to your game. Good luck. <laughs> I think I think I might might have mentioned that. Uh, I mean, bit of um, bit of reservation, but that's a way 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 other different topic. We just had that. It was just a big either jury or after uh, party discussion. But uh, you know, Casey knows how to run his show. And a little fun fact about this: I think this season was actually uh, made right after Casey came back from Real Foot. That would probably line up because uh, Real Fit's early June, so most likely this was filmed later, later June or July. That's when a lot of live games happen. Well, he actually had um, Devonte was actually supposed to play Real Foot. Oh, interesting. He caught the Rona and uh, well had to yeah. be uh, had to be cut from the cast. That's why. That is why it was a schoolyard pick. Now, I thought we were missing a female player in the most recent Survivor Real Fit season. I thought it was in balance female players, not male players. Am I wrong? No, I think it was. I'm pretty Cause, sure cause, it was. Because uh, James was the extra player at the end for, for, the, for the male, and he got to choose what tribe he wanted to go on. No, I think it was uh, two extra two extra guys. Because oh. um, season nine was also, it was also extra in the males. Gender balance casts are, 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 the, are the dream for these games, and they're hard to achieve. You you had play, you have played a gender balanced cast though in BC. I have played two gender balanced casts, yes, mm-hmm. and B, uh, Survivor BC, Rock Rain Valley, and uh, Survival Challenge twenty eighteen. Yeah, well, there's um, 
Yeah, I don't know what it says for my games. You know. I do much better when there's gender imbalance. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> the, I mean, uh, sample size is too small. You honestly, at least in Real Foot Ten, despite the imbalance, a girl did win. That's true. So we have and this, we, and there, so now there's two females uh, Real Foot winners. We have Angela in season ten and Jumi in season seven. But let's get back to Surviving Bloomington absolutely, now, shall we? Absolutely, absolutely. Where are we at Surviving Bloomington? Uh, the final challenge, uh, the final redemption challenge is a heads up of Alyssa versus uh, Griffin. Both are redemption winners from their respective seasons. And it is answering trivia questions to open up a number lock and then using the puzzle inside the, the box to solve the puzzle, which is from the first ever immunity challenge. It's a surviving Bloomington logo jigsaw puzzle. And it looked close, but Griffin ends up pulling off a victory. He was brain tried for a reason. As well as was Alyssa. This is yeah. pretty tailored. I, I am extremely excited for Griffin in the re-entry of this game. I don't know. The way he I, I love the way he talks about Survivor. You can tell he's super enthusiastic and really into it. And I think he's he gets to kind of come with a bit of a clean slate, especially with how messy this merge I think it's gonna be. Well, uh well, yeah, this is I was a little bit disappointed that there was such uh such a cliffhanger on this uh on this merge but i think we did we saw what we needed to see like the drama the drama was was in the re-entries of the players and uh mm -hmm. this is this is supposed to be calm before the storm mm -hmm. honestly it was i lucked out in uh podcasting this because this is like you know this is like recapping almost like recapping a game like yeah. like uh like a sports game so so and uh the emotions are still still running uh, running pretty high too with all the rivalries. People are trying to pitch their best cases to re-enter the game, and uh, I think uh, I don't know if Griffin's going to be an early early boot or not, but uh, he wants to bring some fireworks. But uh, who knows how they're gonna how they're gonna affect him? So I need you to put your survivor producer cap on. So when Griffin was eliminated, he had an extra vote advantage. Does he still have that advantage now that he's re-entered into the game, or did that advantage become void upon being voted out? I don't know. What would you What would you say the rules should be? Production cap on. I would say it. Uh... That's that's interesting. Well, well, let's think. Because if we look, say, at another Survivor, CBS Survivor season, when is at war? Mm -hmm. uh people who are, had to re-enter the game they still didn't have any fire tokens yeah but I uh poverty got voted out with the item nullifier and it was and it was expired as a result of that okay i actually had no idea about the uh nullifier yeah she got an idle nullifier she's like oh yay and then she goes goes home like the following episode the same episode it's not the your ideal ideal proactive advantage yeah no but uh I think uh, I think he's got to. Um, my rule would be survive the next round, and you could get it back. Interesting. So, so, so kind of like not immediately, but you can get you can get it back. Um, I yeah. believe he and he and Stacy both have used shot in the dark. So there's no question about whether that's live or not. Though yeah. you definitely could have seen players funnel their shots in the dark to Griffin on on his reentry. But again, how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> No, but uh, I think Stacy uh, Casey Casey keeping it a mystery is what's uh, what makes it, is what makes this episode more of a cliffhanger. Yeah, because you you could do if you could you could pretend like hey you know like as someone coming back from redemption I have all these advantages and things that you can make a there's a lot of lying potential now do you want to lie but you can lie. Well, um, I would be uh, I'd be lying about this because. There's a big philosophy in Survivor. If people think you have a gun, then they will uh they're not gonna mess with you. <laughs> so we don't get the CL we don't get to see very much of the merged tribe, right? Because we go straight from this last redemption to the tribal council, where the merged tribe, the ten people sans Griffin, will vote a player back in the game. And uh Casey asked for the players still out of the game, the remaining seven, to make a pitch of why they should come back in the game. Uh, Keenan, what would your pitch be like at that point if you're if you're put on the spot? Say, why should you come back in after being voted out? 
this has never been done before, so it's a little it's a little hard to say. Mm-hmm. All I could do is really just uh, pitch uh, pitch that I'm uh, my loyal my loyalty. Mm-hmm. And uh, but thing is, if you pitch your loyalty to your original gang, it'll only be original gang voting you in. The others mm-hmm. will team up on you. Mm-hmm. So I would just say that I would I would I would say I'm flexible. I would say that I'm just a little bit more, a little bit more flexible in these situations, mm-hmm. and whoever actually genuinely wants to keep me in this game, I'll do it. Uh, but yeah. uh, it is, um, it is a, it's definitely a very divided boat, though. Yeah, we see a, we see a, I think a lot of different strategies in this, right? We see Meredith says, "Hey, I am Braun Strong. You bring me back, I will roll with my Braun people." Kind of pitching it to her original tribe, say, "Hey, really fight to get me back here because I'll be with you." Um, we have, um, I think Connor and Stacy both kind of say, "Hey, we came here. We didn't know people. We're here to play and enjoy life, enjoy this, and meet people, and we would love to keep playing." We have James kind of say, "I have information. You bring me back. That info is yours." Uh, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think what else we have. Brianna who says. Jordan has an idol. She just kind of drops it there and say, "Hey, I know this stuff. Jordan's an idol." Um, trying to think of the other pitches people were doing, but we kind of see a whole range in the pitches that people do. Um, David's uh, kind of does something like you, you, where he says, "Hey, you know, like there's a lot I want to do, and I'll be a valuable asset to whoever keeps me in the game." Um, Alyssa gives like a soliloquy of like. Uh, lots of info. Wants to get back, and she and she pitches. I won't win. You bring me back. I'm not a threat because I'm not getting to the end game. If I do, I won't get votes. So well, it's it's just an interesting range. Well, I think devaluing yourself is just not a bad idea because they're like, well, if you don't win, then we don't we don't need to send you back into the game. Mm-hmm. Like people will uh, will take that seriously, mm-hmm. and I think uh, saying that. Outing someone's idol just right away. They have that information now. They don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. So, just pl- like show that's that's the equivalent of showing your poker hand. Uh, yeah, but it's also fun last minute revenge, right? Like, like, because what did Jordan do the main episode? Scramble, probably no, I don't have it. It's the idol I played. I'm clean. I don't have anything. Like Jordan's on the back. Jordan has to now backtrack and clean up now that Brianna said this, which is something. I, I was really excited to see because something I've been wondering for a while is like, what happens when all this idle knowledge is in redemption? Where will it go? The answer is, well, straight back in people's faces. Well, well, I think re- I think uh, reve- revenge is definitely. You could understand why, like these people are coming from from distances to play, mm-hmm. no matter no matter local or not, but. Uh, you know, when they get their dreams just shattered like that as Survivor fans, as people say, hmm, I think I could be good at this game, but they don't want to go for all the stress and ridiculousness of going through CBS Survivor. I think, you know, when they just get get it blatantly in their face that, yeah, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. It's a hard pill to swallow and they don't want to. And, you know, but but I mean, the way I see it, there's two ways to look at it. You could say you could swallow the pill and just say I'm not built for it, or you could actively just look for a solution. You might just get that little light bulb just mm-hmm. shine right there, and uh, who knows? However, I must say, in regards to Stacy entering the game, you could see it coming 1.6, aka a mile, kilometers away. Really? Uh, let me rephrase that. You could see it coming one mile away or 1.6 kilometers. Why? Why do you say that? Stacy's built for live reality games. She's got that doesn't a mean like she's, she's necessarily like built to be voted back in the game. What what what, what makes you think that it was, it was she was the obvious voter? There's some just very 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 telling because it's very rare that I've seen Stacy make it pre-merge. Mm-hmm. When she's in a tough situation, she fights herself out, mm-hmm. and she gives it. Like I remember in, in watching a real foot season. She was destined to be voted out, but then someone found uh, another real threat of Michael, Michael O'Rear, to be just a bit of a bigger threat and wrecked the split vote. It was going to be split on them, and uh, they were going to flush Stacey's idol out, mm-hmm. but someone uh, reneged on the split. So, honestly, just she's got a little bit of that um, 
she's got that power to like persuade persuade people, and I think she has made it to the end in a, in a game before. I know she made it to the end of Travis Riddler's Home for the Holidays. I know she made it to the end of that game. But Stacey generally makes very deep runs. She made a deep run in Survivor BC. She made she's made deep runs in, in, in Surviving Real Foot. I mean, I don't know. This was such a fascinating Tribal Council because it just kind of erupts into chaos. And everyone's kind of fighting, debating. Like, clearly people didn't figure out who they wanted in ahead of time. Or rather, Griffin yeah. coming back changed things up. Uh, but but the more I think about it, the more I do agree that Stacy makes sense, right? Because we think about the players who are who who are who are out of the game, right? We have at least yes. prior to redemption, we have four brains players, two brawn and two beauty out, right? Yeah. And so we know there's these lot. We have we have four brawn and four beauty members who are in the game, and they're not going to want to vote for either the players from the opposing tribe, right? They don't want to give those numbers to the opposing tribe. And so I think it naturally, a brains player ends up being a safe choice as a result of that, where, you know, they're a player you can work with and they're not going to be an easy number, right? To the other side, even though like, you know, m like David from the original Braun tribe or like, um, I don't know, James from the original brain tribe, who knows where their loyalties may lie anymore, but, I think Stacy's a great choice in that she's she doesn't know any any uh, beauty or brawn, so she has none of those pre-existing connections. Maybe people think she's not a threat, or maybe think she's just a safe option in in the grand grand scheme of things. But safe option or not, Stacy Stacy can play a mean social game, and so yeah. like I, I think it's kind of letting the wolf into the hen house where. We, we might see her like works with her magic now that she's back. I I can't agree more there. Uh, she's, but uh, I we did see her have a small interaction, and it, it all seemed a little bit emotional. And mm -hmm. it's like she said she was really moved by the speech, and that's why she voted her back in. Mm -hmm. Like she's literally just you know just hugging everybody. Everyone's saying, "Oh, here's why I voted for you." Yada yada mm -hmm. yada. Imagine how awkward it's going to be for those who did not vote her back in. Yeah, uh, it was weird watching this tribal council because generally, when p players start voting, you don't talk. You're not allowed to talk. Not allowed to strategize. It is, I think, it's something that should be stopped because because nothing feels worse than being the first person to vote and everyone's strategizing behind your back as you're still voting. Right? That's just it's just not good. That's just not good for the game. But this is a bit of a weird vote. So I didn't mind the, the, the scramble continuing as people are voting. And so like everyone's fighting over who, who's, who they want to vote in. You have two or three players who voted just kind of chilling on the side or Jordan saying, no, I played the idol. I swear it's gone. Well, um, well, well, yes. I mean, there is a, there is a rule I've learned since playing these live games. I just locked down. No one can talk, but, mm -hmm. um, I will admit it's it's sometimes super 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 tempting to just bite the bait and just say I want this. Like, has the rule actually ever been broke? Like in another game, has the rule ever just been broken and someone's just lost a vote? When I played uh, Pirate Survival Expedition 2017, I was the minority alliance, and just the way things worked, the first three people who voted were me and the two other people in my alliance. And while we were off voting or whatnot, the other line said, yeah, we're going to vote for this person. <laughs> that must have so, felt really good. I mean, it was just like, well, now I learned my lesson, never vote first, right? It was just like, it was, and I think they put a stop on it after that happening, but like, it was just kind of like, a, oh, I never thought that people would do that. And then they did. Well, um... I want to share a scene with you, Keenan, of one of my favorite parts of the episode. Oh, please do. And so let me share screen here. And so this is just a brief snippet of the last episode. So this is a messy chaotic scene, but the reason why I love it is because who's in the center of that group right there? 
if not Hannah, everyone is sitting around Hannah. She's like the center of this moment. And I don't know. We, we've, we've, we've sung a lot of praises about Hannah and her social game, but it just like cracked me up to just see her like just surrounded by everyone. Like everyone has come to her in this moment of strategy. Yep. Uh, was she the one that said, I say Connor? Yes. That's really, really, really powerful to me because Connor did try to vote her out on his way out. I don't think he saw his boot coming. Was that Connor that voted? Yeah, yeah that was, so that Connor, Connor. Connor voted for her, but you know, like, I actually think, if not Stacy, Connor would probably be the second best choice. Again, he has no connections. He's a new player. I think he's a little more dangerous because he's been burned by his brains, by the brains tribe, but, like, I think things could have been worked, worked, through, worked through and over, and honestly, I kind of just like him as an agent of chaos. Like, him in that show them versus Alyssa was pretty fantastic, so, like, I was really rooting to see maybe Connor come back because of that. Oh, he's definitely definitely a wisecracker, that Connor. But uh, but no, I mean, I think if the brains actually, beauties, correct me, mm-hmm. did actually vote Connor back in. I think that does kind of show like no bad blood, that there is no bad blood. I think it would have restored his faith a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many sides of the spectrum. It's like, do you want revenge or do you, do you bury the hatchet? Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it's similar to at least the beginning of the merge and similar to the merge in Pearl Islands, mm-hmm. where um, we see one person rejoin their tribe and it's mutual disdain. Uh, like we see Lillian join the Morgan tribe, it's mutual disdain. And then there's then there's Burton mm-hmm. joining the um, joining the Drake tribe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lots of people warm right up to him and... Uh, and as a matter of fact, this is actually what I really wish I did with uh, Casey when I had swapped with him to Yanoga. I wish I just explained my side a little bit more mm-hmm. and made him a little bit more. I think he would have actually listened to that, mm-hmm. would have been a little bit more understanding and would have been on the cooperate me because he can see that, you know, being practicing to be a social worker, he could learn that mindset. And mm-hmm. we see, you know, Burton and uh, Rupert talk and Rupert explains that, you know, because he was a bit of a bit of a misfit growing up, um, Burton kind of gave him those reminders that you know he still was a misfit with his like little snarky comments, and they just they buried the hatchet. But well, told how long the peace would remain, and rounds later, it did not remain. But back to Bloomington, yeah. uh, back to Bloomington, it could be a similar case scenario though if Connor mm-hmm. reenters, like. He works with them at first. He's helping them, uh, helping them pick off a few brains and views. But when it's, uh, when it's time, it just kind of maybe, maybe goes rogue. But that is not a case scenario that is happening. We see, uh, we see Miss Nastasia enter the game along with Griffin. So, what do you think Stacey and Griffin should do? Like, what, like, what, what do you think they should do to really capitalize on this momentum of re-entering the game? Well, I think those who voted for them to be back in the game, they, they voted them back in for a reason. Like, with Stacy particularly, for a reason. Mm-hmm. If Stacy and Griffin are working together from, from Brain, I think that they can find some footing with those people and temporarily take majority. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not as easy, easy as it looks, because amongst uh, Braun, there's some real strongholds there. However, those strongholds are, act, are just as vulnerable. And on beauty, there's definitely a definitely a stronghold there. Devonte and Bogey seem to seem to bury the hatchet with uh, uh, Devonte being left out of the last vote. Mm-hmm. Like despite that, they seem to have had their their hatchet buried there. But they could also be a strong force that could be taken down, as um, Hannah and Mia have voiced some disdain for that for that pair. Mm-hmm. But but we also um, and they they could be swung against them. For, for Braun, we see. I think Adam. Adam is just calling calling the shots there. I I don't I don't, but I think if the sooner they realize that's Adam, he's uh, he's gone. This so, also the, <clears throat> go go on go on. Yeah, because the tribe dynamics have just are just completely different from ten to twelve. Because bringing back two brains tribe members means we have four Braun. Four beauty and four brains, half men, half woman, right? Like everything is even all according to plan, right? So then guards just the what this tribe looks at. And so I really think 
we're gonna see brains versus brawn and no sorry we're gonna see beauty versus brawn and brains are kind of caught in the middle that's where i'm thinking this could go do you agree with that or do you think it, could, it might look something different i think actually like you you say beauty beauty's caught brain is it brain so, that's caught in the middle brawn another red versus blue and the brains tribe the yellow tribe is in the middle of that oh no actually that's that's very predictable like I think that puts Stacy and Griffin in a in swing positions. Mm-hmm. As I did mention, on blue there's some really there are some powerful people there mm-hmm. running running blue. And on red, we see powerful people running red. Like 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 I said, it could be Devontae and Buggy mm-hmm. uh, versus Adam uh, and uh Rosie, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's uh it's gonna be a uh, showdown. They are yeah. They are just going to have to gamble on uh, on a brain vote, but I think brain might be a little bit more likely to turn on uh, on Braun because Dallas is Dallas is onto them. They tried to get Dallas out, and he, like I just said, Dallas Dallas got him. And, well, I th- I think my prediction is that the first vote or two is going to be very much of. Uh take down one of the tribe like so either two beauty or two brawn one of the two is losing two members right and so maybe it's rosier adam first or maybe it's going to be Devonte and jordan first like one side is going to lose numbers and then things are just going to disintegrate because you know i think you have stacy's wary of her brain stripes she's been voted at once hannah's building connections with with uh, with other people i think megan wolf is an extremely able slide player I think you have Dallas and Griffin who are going to just going to like like be lords of the middle <laughs> of this game. Uh, who, who who knows where where brains Megan wants to go to? I think I think there's just a lot of I think there's just going to be a lot of infi- I think I just think we're going to start with a kind of a two tribes trying to pull the brains tribe to either side, and it's just going to devolve from there. Maybe even like Sam Juan Del Sur, where like maybe brains gets up, maybe beauty gets the upper hand, takes out Adam, and then maybe Devontae's next to go after that. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes, like Josh and Jeremy. Yeah, but uh, this could also, since it's a three tribe season, there could be just one very Taku four esque esque team. And maybe, and, that, and maybe that's the brains tribe. Maybe like Ron and Beauty just self destruct so much that you, the final six has four brains in it. That's a very, very, very high possibility. But we can, uh, but we. But that's that also opens up for uh, for that same talk before to just self destruct at the end, and the person who does crack him takes it all to the end, like takes it all to the end and wins it all. So, Keenan, you're talking about end game. Who is your merge winner pick? Merge winner pick. <sighs> Jesus. Merge winner pick, winner pick, winner pick. I am putting uh, I'm putting my eggs in Dallas's basket. Wow. Okay. Oh, man, I'm so biased towards Hannah. That said, like I'm just gonna. I think it's I'm I'm gonna put three people out, one from each starting tribe. I think it's either Griffin from the Brains Tribe, followed by or Megan from the Broad Tribe, or it's gonna be Hannah from the Beauty Tribe. Okay, uh, I can see I can see why Hannah's in there, and I can see why you're an advocate for Hannah. You've done a few podcasts with her. I, I mean, no one else, no one else in Starving Bloomington has voted me out. So what can I say? And um, Keenan, I think Dallas agrees with you for your winner pick. <laughs> well, well, you are very. You're very impressive by far there, Dallas. You narrowly, you've dodged two eliminations. And you know what? Maybe you'll just be so visible that you'll keep uh, keep dodging. But time's going to tell. Time is going to tell. Don't spoil things for me, okay, Dallas? <laughs> you know? If you just say, oh, by the way, I do win Keenan. Well, you know what? I don't want to watch the season anymore. No, you have to watch the coordination edit. That's why you have to watch it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll subject myself. Yeah. But but no, I think Hannah 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 like I think why you would say Hannah is it's it's for very similar reasons to why I say Dallas. Mm-hmm. Just cuz he gets himself out of a tight crevice so easily. Mm-hmm. And uh it, it he does it like it's nothing and he does it with confidence. And uh he and he plays the 
oh shit, I'm going home card like he did when he was on red. He's like, oh, going home, na 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 na, and uh, bam. Same way Hannah, her first tribal, like it's she's playing dead in the water, but it's literally uh, we could almost call it Ali Gabler, just uh, <laughs> taking a nice little bite out of Connor. I'm in Connor for Dindin. Uh, Hannah, you, you need to create a portmanteau with your name, please, for us. Um, well, I think we, we're wrapping up here. I'm curious to see who, who you think, who is your player of the week? And it's a bit of a weird episode because um, of just how it was arranged. So, but who's, who do you think, who really stood out to you this episode? This episode, um, well, I could just take a cheap shot and say it's the winners of the uh, Redemption Island duels, but... Yeah, I'm I actually think there's going a high to... chance that you say Stacy, I say Griffin, or vice versa. Yeah, I think actually I'm gonna I'm gonna end it to Boogie here for a Tell small reason. Correct damage control after tribal. Mm-hmm. He just cut. He did. He did the perfect damage control. Devante is on good terms with him, and it's it, it could just be a good uh, good layup. That's 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 what I think because, like, if you look, uh, like you don't see much going on on red at all, really. Mm-hmm. You see a little bit of a, bit of a, you know, bit of a disdain with the girls on blue side, but then there's just Boogie. He's just he cuts right to bury the hatchet. Okay, so I, I think I will have to choose. I think I will choose one of the two redemption players. I'm trying to debate like. Both are impressive, right? Stacy gives a pitch and is able to come back in thanks to her pitch. But, you know, winning two heads-up challenges like that in a, in a do-or-die moment, it's, like, it's, hard, it's hard not to be really in awe of what, of what Griffin did to be able to work your way back in the game like that. You know, I think I will because, for variety's sake, I think I am going to go to Stacey just because Making a clutch pitch like that on the spot when you didn't know it was coming to to make it happen. All right, Adam is giving his his bloom to the Griffin. So like, ah, oh, it's it, it's it's hard. And so I think I'm leaning towards Stacy. But man, both of them deserve for for getting back in the game because both had hard hard tasks to get back in. Uh, one involved beating. I think, I think what Griffin beat six people, five people total in different in between the two challenges. And Stacy was able to make a case, and it was persuasive enough, and also just be in a be and be enough in a spot that she was a valid option. So I'm going to go with Stacy, but it's it's hard say it's hard saying no to Griffin. I like I like your reasons for Boogie. I think that's a solid prop. Um, and I I don't know who else would be eligible. Um, I, I I don't probably uh, yeah. So I think Stacy Griffin, Boogie, I think are the are the are the three top top, top runners of the week. Yeah. And with that, Stephen, I actually do respect a little bit more of the uh, cheap shots for the uh, for the re- returnees uh, into the game. Actually... Rihanna gets a call out too. That was uh, that was quite entertaining, and I think it, I think I have the impact she wanted. Yeah, but I just think that it's um, there's a lot more validation to it because, like like you just said. Griffin beat so many people just to get back in. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is a big climb to just mm-hmm. climb climb all over all of them. But that being said, uh, these people on Redemption Island are like like out out now. Yeah, they're out out. They're now right. spectators. Now spectators. They're now they're now in production. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know what? You know it's, uh I could also also hand it to Stacy for uh, for putting in that clutch as well. Like like you just said, she didn't know. She didn't mm-hmm. know she was going to have a chance to get back into the game. These people are thinking it's all done, all over. But uh, but also, like I said, you know, Stacy's had experience in these in these things. So that's why I say you can see it coming 1.6 kilometers away. <laughs> well, Ken, is there anything else you want to say about this episode or Surviving Bloomington as we wrap up then? Well... I do. I do really look forward to the next uh, to the next airing. Um, do we know when that's going to be? If it's like the past episodes, it'll probably be this coming Saturday at seven p.m. Central Time, so five p.m. Pacific Time. S- Saturday. Yes. All right. 
fascinating. Um, with that, uh, with that being said, I am absolutely ready to do some more catching up on Survivor Bloomington. I'm really excited to see how the uh, how these play out, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if we're gonna see some big names, uh, big names go soon. You might as well, you might as well just enjoy them while they last, because uh, at the rate it's going, I don't think they're gonna be in there very long. Well, thank you, Keenan, so much for your time. I really enjoyed talking with you. Um, if you want to see more about Keenan, uh, check out uh, Survivor BC uh, Tribulation, the season he played in the pandemic 2020. Just aired on YouTube in a three episode abbreviated fashion, I believe. So those episodes are out, so you can see his game. Uh, you can also you can also go to the Surviving Real Foot to catch up the live feeds from him and KC playing in Surviving Real Foot season 10 as well. But thank you all for tuning in and listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back more next week with, with, with covering hopefully episode eight of Surviving Bloomington. We'll see where this merge goes. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you very much, Stephen. And-